Welcome to Realm of Faith Radio with Reverend Tox and Akuna Dejuwong. Matthew 1.23, the Bible says his name shall be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Amen, because he is God. In John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So he's called God. Praise God. In Luke 19.34, he's called Lord. Jesus is called Lord. Amen. They said the Lord has need of it. Talking, of, talking about the donkey that they were to get. The Lord has need of it. In Acts 10.36, the Bible calls him Lord of all. Lord of all. In 1 Corinthians 2.8, it says if the princes of this world had known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. So it's called the Lord of glory. In um, uh, Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, the Bible calls him wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Right now, here's Reverend Talks with today's message. What is back of the name of Jesus? Part 3, Episode 2. Remember in Numbers 23, 19, God, the Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. As he said it, and shall he not do it? As he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Amen. He stands back of his word. He watches over his word to perform it. Praise God. Now, I'm going to quote from Brother Hagin in his book, The Name of Jesus. He's talking along the same line. He said, for more than a, a quarter of a century. Now, if it was more than a quarter of a century in 1978, when he taught this originally in April 1978, well, I guess we could say it's more than a half a century now. Uh, a battle has raged. It started right here in America, in the church world. Church groups growing more and more modern or if you like, more and more liberal, as some will call them, they began to deny the deity of Jesus. Now, Brother Higgins said this, he said, I read an article by one of the main leaders of one large denomination. In it, he said, and I'm going to quote the guy, that after 50 years in the ministry, I no longer believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. In fact, I've come to this conclusion. You do not have to believe in the deity of Christ. I'm not going to discuss it. But I will just say, I do not know whether he's the son of God or not. Now, Brother Higgin now, he says, of course, to this man, the name of Jesus means nothing. For if Jesus is not virgin born, then he's not deity. He's not God. If he's not God, then his name means nothing. And Brother Higgin also quoted Dr. Kenyon. He said, the deity of the man of Galilee is the crux of Christianity. If this can be successfully challenged, then Christianity has lost its heart and it will cease to function. It will become a dead religion. Now, I'm quoting Brother Hagen again. There's no denial that the challenge of his deity has already begun its reactionary effect upon society. If Jesus is not deity, he's not Lord. If he's not Lord, then he cannot interfere with our moral activities. If he's not Lord, then the laws that have been founded upon his teachings have lost their force. The morals that surround marriage with its lofty ideals have no basis of fact. Now, today we can see the reactionary effect Dr. Kenyon talked about. We see it in our educational system. We see it in our liberal and modernistic churches. We see it in society. A person will have to be a fool not to see the wave of crime and lawlessness sweeping over our nation. Well, when he wrote that, you think he's talking about this nation, isn't it? It is a product of the modernist challenge to the integrity of the Lord Jesus Christ. This battle raged in churches 
is one reason why so many people live together today without marriage. Nobody can do that and believe in the deity of the Son of God. Nobody can be permissive in sexuality and believe that Jesus Christ is deity. If you believe his deity, you will follow his precepts, his teachings, his morals. You will follow them in business dealing and in your daily life. For the Bible says we will all stand, talking about Christians, before the judgment seat of Christ and give account of the deeds done in the body. Thanks be unto God. The word of God is true. The Lord Jesus Christ is the son of God. He is the living word. He is God manifested in the flesh. He is truth. He is deity. He is alive today and he has given us his name. So what stands back of the name? Deity. Amen. Deity stands back of that name. The Godhead stands back of that name. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen. The Godhead stands back of it. Now let's talk about the deity of Jesus. Divine names and titles ascribed to Jesus prove that he is by nature divine and a member of the Godhead. All throughout the Bible, divine names and titles are ascribed to him. And those names and titles show that he's deity. In Luke 2.26, he's called the Lord's Christ. The Lord's Christ. In Romans 1.4, the Bible says he's declared the Son of God. Amen. With power. By the, according to the spirit of holiness, by his resurrection from the dead. In um, Romans 1.4. In John 3.16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. So he's called the Son. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17 says that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So he's called the son. In um, uh, Matthew 3.17, the father spoke. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So God called him his son. Amen. In John 1.18, the Bible says we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth. Yeah, there was a time he was the only begotten, but thank God, he's now the firstborn among many brethren of whom you are a part. Praise God. So he's called the only begotten son. In Revelation twenty-two thirteen, the Bible calls him the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. In Acts 9, 17, the Bible calls him the Lord. Amen. The Lord. Ananias went his way and entering into the house, said unto him, uh, brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared to thee on the way, as thou camest, has sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. So Ananias, not talking about Sister Sapphira's husband, I'm talking about the other Ananias in Acts, he called him the Lord. Then we see that in Luke one thirty-two, he's called the son of the highest, that which is conceived in thee, amen, shall be called the son of the highest. He's called the son of the highest. In John 6, 33, he's called the bread of God, the bread of God. In Mark 1, 24, those uh, demons, when they, when they saw him, they recognized him. They said, had that come to torment us, the holy one of God. So even devils called him the holy one of God. Then in Acts 4, 30, remember the prayer they prayed. When Peter and John, after they got that man healed by the gate beautiful, 
Verse uh, 23 of Acts 4 says, and being let go, they went back to their own company, reported all that the chief priests and elders had said. When they had heard, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, O Lord, thou art God who has made the heavens, the earth, the seas, and all that in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why do the heathen rage? People imagine vain things. Kings of the earth stood up. Rulers are gathered against thy child, thy holy child Jesus, whom uh, to do what thy counsel had determined before to be done. Now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants, I would all boldness may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child jesus so in acts 4 30 it's called the holy child jesus in um revelation 19 16 he's called the king of kings he's called the lord of lords in second peter 3 2 he's called our lord and savior in Revelation 19, 13, the Bible says his name shall be called the word of God. Now, these are divine names. These, these are divine titles attributed to this person. Amen. That we know as the Lord Jesus. Certainly, he is God. The Bible says so. Now, not just that. The Bible also plainly uh, reveals divine offices that he feels. Divine offices that he feels. In Colossians 1.16, he's called the creator. We know the person who is the creator is God, but he's called the creator. In 1 Timothy 2, from verse 1 to 4, the Bible says, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks, be made for all men, for kings and those that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. It says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Verse 5 says, there's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So it's called the mediator, the mediator between God and man in 1 Timothy 2.5. In Colossians 1, 16 to 24, the Bible calls him the head of the church, the head of the church. In 2 Peter 3, 2, another divine office that is ascribed to him is called Savior. In 2 Timothy 4, 1, he's called Judge. In Hebrews 1, 1 to 3, God, who at sundry times in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers about the prophets, as in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. So it's referred to there in Hebrews 1.3 as the preserver. That's another divine office that's ascribed to him. In John 10.28, he said that he's the good shepherd who gives his life for the sheep. So he's the life giver. And then we see in Acts 2.36 that he's called Lord. He's called Christ. In John 11.25, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, all these are divine offices. And all these divine offices are ascribed to this person we know as the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, not only are divine offices ascribed to him, divine character is also ascribed to him. Divine character is ascribed to him. Ordinary men are sinners by nature, but Christ Jesus is not an ordinary man. In Luke 135, we see that he's holy by birth. In Isaiah 53, 11, the Bible calls him righteous. In Isaiah 11:5, he's called faithful. In John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So it's the truth. We see in John 5.30, he's called the just one. In 1 Peter 2.2, 2, the Bible calls him guiltless. There was no guilt in him. 
In 2 Corinthians 5.21, him who knew no sin was made to be seen for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. God has made it to be seen for us who knew no sin. So he's called sinless. Now, these are, this is divine character. Man by nature is sinful. But this is one who is sinless. Amen. In um, uh, 1 Peter 1.19, the Bible refers to him as spotless. We're redeemed not with corruptible things as silver and gold, but by the blood of Christ as a lamb without spot, without blemish. So he's spotless. Praise God. In Matthew 27, 4, he's referred to as harmless, innocent. Amen. Innocent. Hebrews 7, 26 calls him harmless. Then we see that he was obedient to his earthly parents. Luke 2, 51. In John 2.17. He said, the zeal of my father's house has consumed me. So we see him as the zealous one. Then in Matthew 11, remember, 28 to 30, to 30, when he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I'm meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. He said, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Notice he referred to himself as a meek and lowly in heart. So he's the meek one. Praise God. And then we also see that it's referred to as being lowly in heart, talking about this same person. In Hebrews 2.17, the Bible says we have a merciful high priest, such an high priest becometh us, Hebrews 2.17. So we see him as merciful. In Isaiah 53.7, we see him as the patient one. Amen. In 1 Timothy 1.16, uh, another part of his character is referred to as being long-suffering. Amen. In um, Matthew 14.32, we see how he was moved with compassion and he healed the sick. So it's the compassionate one. In Acts 10.38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. So he's the benevolent one, the good doer. <laughs> Praise God. And he's still doing good today. He's still healing the sick today. So he's referred to as benevolent. In John 15.13, talked about himself as, uh, as, as um, a friend who gives his life. Amen. Gives his life for us. Praise God. You've been listening to Rema Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Rema Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Higgins Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.